All right, turn the Bibles to John chapter 1. We're starting a series of uh, sermons that's going to deal with having peace in our life. And the Bible says much about it, but there's several factors in the Bible that have to do with that. And today kind of is an introduction uh, to the series. We're going to look at the foundation of where that peace comes from. And uh, so as... We look, I will read um, several verses here. John chapter 1, I apologize for recording, I'm still talking and getting my notes open, but, um, but uh, John chapter 1, start reading in verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for witness to bear witness of the light that all men through Him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was a true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, as the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake, that cometh after me, is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace, for the law was given to Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. So we're looking at what we see here is a, a uh, this is really the image of Christ. There's another place, a couple other places in the Bible that uh, Jesus is called the Word of God. And uh, seven times throughout Scripture, he is called the Word of God. Um, in uh, three times here, we saw in uh in John 1, um, the, uh, or four times in John chapter 1, uh, 1 John 5, 7, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and th these three are one, and uh, that shows the Trinity, but also names Jesus as the Word of God, and then again in Revelation chapter 19, we see Jesus named as the Word of God. And uh, that's, that's important for several reasons, two of who he is, um, but it, it shows God being in 
the beginning. Um, we see God, Jesus in creation. Notice here in John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning the Word um, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now notice that Jesus being the begotten Son of God is God. That is, that is the Trinity. We're not going to dwell on that doctrine today, but it's pretty clear that they are the same, even though it is the Father and the Son. Um, let's see a first example of Jesus. What, what is the Word? We have the Word of God, of course, in heaven, in the spiritual sense, and, and uh, um, God's inspiration to the writers of the Word of God. And, and uh, uh, so in the spiritual sense, in God, within who God is and who Christ is, we have the, the element of the Word of God, in, in, uh, if you want to call it in that spiritual sense, and then we have the written Word of God that God gave us. Uh, now, let's see in that example then, notice um, it says here in John, the same was in the beginning was, was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. If, uh, if we go to Genesis um, chapter 1, we, in verse 1 it says, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And notice how many times through this passage, if you would go back and read, for time we're not going there, but, but to read through Genesis 1 and the account of creation, how many times do we see God said? When God spoke, it was Jesus, the Word, that came out and did the speaking. That's why John says, without him, was not, all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made. That was made. Um, that's, that's the speaking. So Jesus is the Word. Um, that makes Jesus eternal. Uh, if we... We're going to do it as sort of an outline. It would be point one, the, the first thought anyway, is that that makes Jesus eternal. In the beginning was the Word. He already existed. doesn't say He was created in the beginning. It said He was. In the beginning was the Word. And uh, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, of course, we prove He was part of creation. And uh, Jesus is eternal. Micah 5.2 says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, through thou be little among, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is to be ruled in Israel, whose goings forth has been from old, from everlasting. And uh, that's re referring to Jesus. Uh, of course, that Jesus is eternal because he is God. In Hebrews, when we did the study of Hebrews, we proved in Hebrews that place where God called Jesus God. And uh, so we proved that Jesus is eternal. And uh, another point about Jesus we see here, even though the name of, we're going to circle back in a little while to the thought of the name of being the Word of God and how that fits into where we're going with our, our, our series. But, but uh, we have, number two, is that Jesus is social. In other words, he cares. The Word was with God. He started out in an element of fellowship. He was with God. Many times through Scripture, we'll go to one popular verse in uh, Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20 
says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Many times through Scripture, did the, the term Jesus wanting to have a relationship with us, the term abide is used. That Jesus wants to spend time with us and fellowship with us and, and have a relationship with us. And that's the whole purpose of man. Remember all the way back in the Garden of Eden when, uh, when, when God literally before sin, before Adam sinned, God came down from heaven and in that form without sin for that brief time, Adam was capable in flesh to see God. And uh, that God would come down and walk with Adam. We've established now, one, that Jesus and God are the same person. Two, is that, that Jesus being the word and the speaking part. But now we see that Jesus has an element of Christ that is the social element that Jesus wants to have a relationship with us. And, and, he, and he wants to be part of our life, and, and he wants to have that influence, and we should want that. As uh, we also see here, we prove back to John 1, that uh, God we prove has, has, is divine, that Jesus being the Word, and we did mention it already, but it says the Word was God. And uh, the last part, uh, part of in Isaiah 9, it talks about God giving his son, the son who was given, and Jesus being begotten. And uh, that word begotten in the Bible, by the way, is very important. And uh, that proves that the virgin birth, that Jesus really is the son of God. Yes, in, in the element of deity, Jesus is God. And, and, uh, and I've said many times when people struggle with these things, um, we take it by faith and believe what God said and understand that's the person of God. But what we, we don't understand, hey, he's still God. To try to explain it sometimes messes us up. It's okay when we talk about God to say, I don't understand everything about God. He's God. Um, that, that, uh, but it's clear what the Bible says. And uh, so G Jesus, uh, the Word was God. The Word was with God. The Son of God is God. But he was beg he's the begotten Son of God. And uh, that's throughout the scripture. Um, we read it. We read it in a couple of verses here. Um, we see that Jesus is begotten. That doctrine, that word begotten, when you get away from the King James Bible and go to the other versions, that's one of the number one things they attack and they take out the word begotten. Um, they hate that word. They try to make it and fit in with other philosophies and other religions. One, Jesus can be a created being. He might just be a good teacher. He might be a son of God in the sense of the term sons of God are used throughout the Bible referring to man or the giant. We see that in Genesis just before the flood. Um, that, that, that term is used where it's referring to other people. Uh, Jesus is called the son of man sometimes in his flesh form. Um, he came to earth in flesh. We'll get to that idea in a moment. But, uh, the, 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 uh, that, but the other version of the Bible take out the word begotten. He is the begotten son of God. Joseph was not Jesus' father. God was his father. And uh, that, that idea of he, that he's begotten is a big deal. And uh, Jesus is, has, a, has a social element in the sense Jesus wants to have fellowship 
with us. And uh, in, in his divine, the word was God. Um, and 1 Timothy 3.16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in the glory. John 8, 58, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. And, and I love that phrase, especially Jesus saying it, proving he's God. Um, if you go back to in Exodus, where God came to, saw Moses in the burning bush and talked to Moses. He asked, who sent me? And God said, tell him, I am. That's the name of God. And Jesus using that, he's the only one that could use that because he's God. He said, before Abraham was, past tense, Abraham's been dead at this point in time for a long time. And he said, before Abraham was, I am, present tense. Jesus is saying here, one, that he always existed, but two, Jesus is saying here that he is God. And uh, so, have that Jesus is divine. And the, the, that makes, back to the thought, we'll dwell on it a little bit more in a bit, but, but the thought that the name of Jesus is the Word, and the Word of God is Jesus, uh, that we have in printed form, that makes it a divine book. That's why the Bible's so important. Um, Jesus in, in first, I'm sorry, in John 1:14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we behold His glory as at the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus was human. That does not take away from His deity. Jesus was man, even though he was God. We just saw that in, when we read in 1 Timothy 3, that God was manifest in the flesh. And uh, so, but as being justified in the spirit, he was still all God. But that was God came in flesh. Jesus, as the begotten son of God, came and manifests himself in flesh, but he was still 100% God. And uh, we see that through as we study and go throughout the New Testament and find where Jesus were, where Jesus talked with people, where Jesus uh, uh, did miracles, especially Jesus' conversations with Pharisees. Uh, we find that Jesus would talk. Remember, times of Pharisees, they, they would be thinking something about what Jesus said, and Jesus would interrupt them and tell them what they just thought and answer what they were thinking about. And uh, that proves that he is God. And uh, But he came in the flesh, as flesh, he was still all human. Um, it, it's amazing. Now, this isn't the, the, the mythology and all the false gods and junk out there, but, but, the, uh, but that God, as, as, as being God and, and, and always existed and, and, and all-powerful and all-knowing and, 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 and everything that God is and spoke the world into existence and, and everything that we can think about God, that he allowed himself to come and be manifest in flesh, 
that even though he's 100% God, and sometimes we kind of picture God just, just uh, you know, up in heaven a distance, like almost untouchable if we're not cautious about our thoughts about God. And, but, but God knows what it's like to be human. Not just because he created us, yeah, that makes him know the design. But Jesus came as God in the flesh, and lived on this earth as a man, God knows exactly what we deal with in our life. And uh, some of our peace comes from that thought. We may deal with that at a later time, but, but partly when we get back to learning how to have peace with God and our relationship with God, understand that God knows what we live through. God knows what we deal with. Uh, God knows what it's like to be human. And we have, of course, in 1, and 1 John chapter 1 and verse 1, says that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. And uh, so talking about Jesus, which was from the beginning. Jesus always existed. He was there in the beginning. And we've heard, we've seen, this is John writing, so he has one of the apostles. This is literal for John in the sense. We have heard, we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. The apostle John was there and did handle um, the words of life. Um, back to our, our main text in John 1, 4, and him was life, and life was light of men. Over in John 14, and verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 5, 26, for as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. And uh, Jesus is that life. You know, if we're going to get into talking about how to have peace in our life, the very first thing that has to be settled is our salvation. We have to have that eternal life. And uh, if, if a person, unsaved person cannot find peace in their life. Now, we may look at the world and say, hey, well, they're successful. They may be, look like they're getting along. They may be, appear to be happy. But internally, they can never have peace without salvation. And uh, so, and, and, and I'll add to salvation, we will deal with in the series, um, some of the, the messages will be specifically on some of these issues, but, but you, can, you must have the biblical assurance of salvation. Once you're saved, you can't lose it, no man can take it from you, and uh, that, that has to be there. So a lost person cannot have true peace in this life. Also, Somebody that even if they're saved, but got some false element, false doctrine of salvation, and, and believe some element works, or thinks they can lose it, or, or some element of man-made religion pushed into their salvation, they will not have peace. Uh, because they don't have that security. Uh, we will deal with that in detail um, at some point, but he must have that life in order to find peace. God's word, Jesus, everything he lived, everything he said, and everything he said in the word of God is 
true. First John 5, 7, there the, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And uh, so you have the truth. Back to John 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Uh, they're the same person. By the way, just for reference, it's 1 John 5, 7. That's another verse that the other versions all attack because it's one that proves the most about the Trinity and lays it out clear. And uh, they take that, but God's Word is true. And uh, notice the list. It doesn't say the Father, the Son, you know, and the Holy Ghost. And, and, and I understand that's a Trinity, but in this verse, it names Jesus as the Word. Revelation 3.14, it says, And unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans write, These things say, Amen, the faithful and true witness. So things that were written down as John was writing and being inspired by God to write Revelation, and the letter that he wrote that went to the Laodicean church uh, went, down to, uh, um, went out and he said, Hey, these things are the faithful and true witness. And uh, so it's clarifying there the word of God. Revelation 19.11, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he said, sat upon him was called faithful and true. And then Jesus said in John 14.6, Unto him I am, and in the last part of the verse, he refers to the truth. And Jesus is our judge, or will be our judge. And we can have peace through that. We talk about sometimes we should. There's all the way through Bible the idea that we need to fear God. And one day we're going to stand before God and give account to our life. Technically, actually, it's Jesus we're going to stand in front of. But at, what we're talking about, Jesus is the judge. Uh, Hebrews refers to that and some other passages. And... Uh, but uh, as we stand before the judge, the description of the judge in Revelation 19.13 says, And he was clothed in a vesture dipped with blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And uh, so we're, we're going to, God gave, there's where we stand before Jesus, John 5.22, For the Father judges no man but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. Again, in John, uh, John 5, 26, For the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. And uh, so, some things. Go to John chapter 20. A familiar verse here because I've used it often, but the uh, but as we get into the idea of teaching peace, how does this how does this translate into um, what peace? This is an introduction to a series on how to have peace in our life. Well, in John twenty twenty one, then said Jesus to them again, "Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me." Um, I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong verse, ain't I? Um, well, that doesn't work if I have the wrong verse. 
me find it. Must have wrote something wrong in I know it can be just a second since I'm sorry, John chapter 14. Don't like a delay like that. Sometimes I mess up my notes and I can I can uh, skip something or change or jump ahead, but unfortunately this verse was pretty important in my outline today. John 14, 27. I believe I wrote that down on John 14. 27. Understand we clarified who Jesus is, being God, being the Son of God, manifests himself in flesh, but several times in the Bible, Jesus' name is the Word of God. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And uh, so we clarified, we went through and clarified who Jesus is in the sense of Jesus is eternal. Jesus is social in the sense he wants a relationship with you. Jesus is divine in the sense that he is God. Uh, Jesus is also human. He's all man. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is that life. Jesus is our salvation. And uh, Jesus is true. We can take the Word of God as truth. What Jesus says in the Word of God, what is written in this book that we call the Word of God today, is absolutely true. And uh, so we have Jesus also one day is our judge. And we will get to that later one day in the, in the, down the way in the series on uh, the judge. We can still take comfort in that. Um, that uh, we, we have to understand the fear of God properly in context throughout Scripture. And, and in a sense, we should be afraid. That's what drives us to live right. One day we're going to give an answer. But um, that's not dealing with our eternity. And uh, so there, there's, there can still be some comfort there. But understand that we now that we understand who Jesus is, Jesus is the Word of God. So a couple things that we need to take from this. When we go here and say, Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Jesus said, my peace. When we look at peace in Scripture, we can take it as Jesus is giving us the very same peace he has that he lived through life. That's pretty amazing. So that we take that thought and, and apply it in the sense of, number one, we already saw in that Jesus being our life, that we have to be saved and be one of him and belong to Christ, be in the family of God, Romans chapter 8, where we're adopted into the family of God because of salvation. We have to have that first. That's the first step to have peace. You cannot have peace without salvation. If you're wondering and concerned and don't know the difference between your eternity and believe you might be heading to hell and you're uncertain about that, you can't have peace in your life. 
And so salvation is very important to gain peace. The next step is, is we clarified the reason we dwelt on this and went to Jesus. One is later on we'll talk about the, 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 the fellowship side of, of being with Christ and having peace. But what I want to clarify today that Jesus is the Word. We find peace in the Word of God. We live in a day and age that people are trying to find their peace and their happiness everywhere in the world. And, and going around, what's the next thing? What's the next self-help book? What's the next doctor or psychologist or psychiatrist to go to? Or, or, or these uh, life coaches or, or, or mentors or what new book or what new fad is out or what new drug is the doctor giving to help, help calm you or get through the day? Or, or, or what kinds of, uh, uh, of things are out there as, as, as a, uh, a chemical, even if they're not, I don't care if they're chemical or natural, if, if, they're, if they're altering the way you think, there may be something wrong with it. I'm talking about your daily life relationship. I'm not talking about um, have a medical thing and you have some temporary pain medication or something. I'm, not, I'm talking about mind-altering things that people get for, for life issues like, like um, anxiety or depression or, or calming or, or, or those things that are cut, that you're relying on something else to get through, just get through life, you're not living in peace. Uh, um, I, and, and, and I understand the concern, and I understand people have issues. I understand uh, people have different heartaches and have burdens and, and, and looking for something. I understand that, but that's not Bible peace. If you're looking for those things to help you, you're not living in peace. And uh, that's just not the Bible way. But Jesus said, my peace I give you. Um, our peace has to come from the Word of God. That's Jesus. That's one, of course, knowing the written book and knowing what the Bible says. And the second part of that, because Jesus is the Word, is our personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how God's influence through the Word of God, through the actual Word of God and Christ, influence our life to have peace. That's how we get peace. Jesus said, my peace I leave, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. And then he goes on to say, um, the, not as the world giveth, give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We live in a time in, in the world where everyone's living in fear. That's not peace. That's certainly not Jesus' peace. But we start with as why this is introduction, is we start with our peace has to come from the Word of God. And uh, we'll get into the Word of God. First of all, settle salvation. Second of all, look to the Word of God for our peace. And uh, we're starting this series, and uh, we'll go through and talk about different aspects of peace and how it affects us through the Word of God and how to have that peace as we go through this world's crazy. Um, you can't look at things in the world and find any peace at all. But uh, we can still have peace in our life through the Word of God. And uh, let's all stand together. And uh, we'll just close in prayer as we pray. God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for giving us your word. God, I thank you for laying out a plan in the Bible that we can have peace. God, I thank you um, most of all 
through Jesus that you gave us your peace, that we can live in this crazy, messed up world and still have peace and know that one day we're going to heaven and that you can get us through whatever's going on. But God, I pray that you'll help us this week as we go serve you and live for you. In Jesus' name, amen.